Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, Tim McMaster here along with Sweeney Marty joining us again on the podcast this week as Brian Hoke continues to tend to uh, new fatherhood at home, but he'll be back shortly. But Sweeney, thanks again for, for joining us on this podcast again. I think this is three weeks in a row. Uh, you're doing a tremendous job filling in for Brian. People are going to start talking about us, Tim. <laughs> they're going to, well, they're going to, for one thing, I think Brian's going to come back. He's going to have to win people back. After uh, after your job on the podcast, <laughs> that's always the case when he and I are in the same room together. <laughs> I imagine this is no different. <laughs> All right, so Red Sox Yankees, and on Tuesday night, it felt like maybe a decade ago or, or twelve years ago because it had everything we used to think about every time these teams got together. That maybe hasn't been there as much recently, but we had the benches clear. We had some taunting from the crowd to a player on the opposing team. We had a close ninth inning where things got real stressful it really felt like kind of the glory days uh let's start with the benches clearing because it just seemed like a weird situation it's a triple by chase headley ends up getting thrown out at third so technically not a triple uh because of the throw from jackie bradley jr but then rick porcello says something suddenly the bench is cleared it all seemed a little unnecessary but fun in the same way for this rivalry i think it was all pretty tame by yankee red sox standards i mean uh you know, a lot of times, listen, you had, what was it, you had Roger Clemens and Manny Ramirez right in the middle of, of one of them, and uh, the most famous ones. I mean, these are, these are some, uh, some Hall of Fame caliber names you're talking about. Uh, and no disrespect to Porcello and Headley, but their, their, uh, their confrontation didn't really match up to anything either because they, uh, you know, it was just a little, little bit of yelling and, uh, and everybody kind of went about their business after that. And, you know, not that you're rooting so much for people to throw haymakers and get hurt but it seemed to be a little uh, just a little sidebar more than anything else uh, i guess there was some some thought by the red sox side that headley was uh, trying to steal some signs when he was at second base earlier in the ball game and uh, porcello i guess found an opportunity uh to uh, to say something to him and tempers flared headley kind of laughed about it afterwards the one thing i know is when, when you had good you know the the old-fashioned yankees red sox stuff that you're talking about people weren't laughing an hour after that happened uh, the fact that it was here tells you that it was it was still pretty tame by those standards what is it with the yankees lately and, and sign stealing leading to things we had mark to last week against the mets and now this and yeah to me sweeney it's an unwritten rule i guess in baseball that i'll never understand if you can steal a sign heck 
steal a sign. That's my opinion, but I know that's not the uh, general consensus around baseball. Well, I guess it's pretty much like everything else. Do what you can until you get caught. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. Uh, All right, so then we had that moment early on, and then things get real interesting in the ninth. First of all, because Craig Kimbrell just didn't have it, I guess the knee – uh, recently, he had surgery on the knee, and it, and it wasn't. It was kind of acting up on him a little bit. Didn't have his control. He has the four walks in the inning. They actually end up going to get him because of the pitch count, and and they survive. But within that ninth inning, you get the Fenway faithful with the "We Want a Rod" chance, which was great because that's what you want in this rivalry. And it feels like it's just going to build because he's not going to play in this series until Thursday, Sweeney. And it seems like this. The Red Sox fans just can't wait that long to see A Rod on the field. Well, at least, at least you know he is going to play. I mean, there there is that out there. I mean, I, I would understand that there'd be a little bit more tension if if you didn't know if he was simply just going to. You're waiting for a pinch hit opportunity, um, and and there was the controversy stirred up because Girardi said on Sunday in the emotion of of that press conference that uh, that he would try to get him a way to play every day if he wanted to. But backtracked off of it yesterday, and with the idea that he still wants to try and put out a lineup out there that uh, that he thinks can win the game that day, and uh, you know, listen, let's be honest, the Yankees wouldn't be releasing Alex Rodriguez if they thought he could help them win games. So um, the fact that he's getting him one game in here Thursday, uh, I, I think it's it's a nice gesture that I think Alex is going to appreciate, even if he was disappointed by what happened yesterday, maybe not playing today. He has talked always very fondly about uh, Fenway Park because he made his Major League debut here in 1994 with the Mariners. And, uh, you know, even as as, uh, the treatment that he's gotten from Red Sox fans in his 13 years as a Yankee, I think he still uh, has uh, a nice nice attachment to this place. So getting a few at-bats here and getting whatever type of reception he gets on Thursday, I'm sure will be something that, uh, that he will look forward to. I want to get back to A-Rod in a minute, but one more thing from Tuesday night, and that's Luis Severino uh, gets to make that start again, moving back from the bullpen to the rotation, and looked good early in this one, although it seemed like he never maybe had the fastball command that he needs. Ends up going four and a third innings. He gives up the four earned runs. Not exactly what the Yankees wanted, but was there any progress from a starting perspective that Severino can take from Tuesday night, Sweeney? Yeah, I think they feel like he's, he's he at least pitched better than he did, uh, or threw the ball better than he did in his first turn here at the beginning of the season before he got sent to the minors. There's still some work to do there, obviously, uh, but Severino's a part of their future, and if he's got to you know stub his toe a few times here, they're they're going to have to take that. Uh, they uh, you know Girardi was harsher in his assessments of Severino earlier in the season, not so harsh last night. Um, I think that he feels like the, the progress he's made just uh, with his slider and, and his fastball command, as you talked about, I think that there is better progress there from earlier in the year. And, you know, it's uh, it's hard to talk about that in the context of trying to win a game because, you know, his performance uh, uh, lost in the game. But, uh, you know, as you're, as you're looking ahead to next year, you have to start. This is one start. You want to see what he does the next time out. This is a really good Red Sox lineup, and um, you know it's uh, it's tough to navigate. We know that. All right, back to Alex Rodriguez because obviously that's been the dominant story here around the Yankees for the last week or since Sunday at least, and I guess before that because of when is he going to play, when is he not going to play. But Sunday, the the official announcement that that Friday is going to be his last game as a Yankee. Um, and, and so much goes into this, Sweeney. Um, in, in one aspect, I think 
Joe Girardi's got to be thrilled that he can just stop answering the questions after Friday. And really, I guess he's been able to stop answering them because it's it's been laid out there what's going to happen. But for it to end this way, it seems like the best possible outcome. Alex Rodriguez able to step up to the microphone before the front office gets up there and be able to speak about retirement and everything. I mean, I was shocked the way this all came about and and the way the Yankees were able to do it. But at the end of the day, it seems like the best-case scenario for everybody right now. Well, first of all, he's not retiring. Right. He's being released. And and the Yankees are giving him an opportunity that no other player that's ever been released uh, has ever gotten, as far as I can recall. Um, They're giving him uh, a a mini-farewell tour, and they're letting him play in front of the home fans one more time. Uh, and a chance where he can invite his family to, uh, to come see him play. And, and they're treating it as retirement with an on-field uh, celebration uh, beforehand. But then they're letting him go. So there's, there's still this awkward feeling about this whole situation. You know, you're throwing him a party and then telling him, you know, all right, time to leave because you can't help us anymore. Uh, and, and A-Rod himself isn't calling this retirement. He would not close the door on trying to play for another team if they came asking. I don't know if they'll come asking. Even Joe Girardi, who has been in A-Rod's corner through a lot uh, over the course of the last few years, answered, I thought, pretty honestly when he said he wasn't sure that Alex could help another team because if they thought he could help this team, he would still be here. So um, a lot of unusual circumstances around this and it's probably typical for what has you know, really been A-Rod's career. 696 home runs. That's the one number I think that, if anything, would, would get him back on the field, Sweeney, to be that close to 700 um, and, and not to be able to get it. But I guess from A-Rod, it works out in the sense that you said it, it's not retirement, it's a release, which means he's going to end up getting that money that the Yankees owe him as well. Um, It'll be interesting to see if, if a team will, will take a chance on him, at least in spring training, and see what he has. I thought one thing that stood out to me from the press conference was when somebody asked Brian Cashman about what he meant to the Yankees, and Cashman actually was wearing his 9 ring, obviously no coincidence, and he took it off and he showed it and he said, you know, I wouldn't have this if it wasn't for A-Rod. I think they, they did this with as much class as, as they could, as you said, basically in a way kicking a player out, but doing it with – maybe, you know, nice cotton gloves and, and doing it as carefully as possible. Yeah, I've been told that the front office approaches the idea that they didn't want to embarrass A-Rod during this. And and frankly, this is a, a negotiation that came basically house time runner to, to directly to Alex Rodriguez. You know, again, this is not something that normal players get to do uh, over the course of, of their career or at the end of their career. Uh, that 9 championship, I, I think that's going to become a bigger part of, of a-Rod's legacy and the way Yankee fans look towards A-Rod, the longer it takes for the Yankees to get back there. Uh, I think Mark Teixeira is going to be viewed kind of the same way. When you think about an eight-year contract that he signed for that kind of money, the Yankees won a World Series his first year and then never got back again. Uh, It's, as a whole, from the Yankee fan perspective, when you consider the era they just left, that sounds disappointing. But I think the further you get removed from that, uh, Yankee fans are going to look back on the members of that team a little bit more fondly, kind of like the way you know this weekend they're going to be celebrating the 1996 Yankees. You know, there there uh, are going to be kids who were uh, 13 years old back then; they're now 33 years old, probably families of their own, bringing their kids and saying, "Look, that's Derek Jeter, that's Mariano Rivera," uh, and they're going to be looking at, at back at that era fondly. Uh, I, I think 
the appreciation for the members that 09 team, even guys who maybe you expected more championships from, I think that will go up as, as time goes on. All right. Great stuff, as always, Sweeney. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition. For Sweeney Murdy, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.